0: Um, hello, uh, this is the All Ireland podcast. My name is Dylan Murphy and I am here with Miriam, otherwise known as Mika. Am I pronouncing that right? Close, Mika. Mika, okay, sorry. So not really close at all, <laughs> to be honest. To be
1: honest, no, Every
2: everyone calls me Mika and then when someone goes, it's actually Mika, then it's like, just call
1: me whatever you want. <laughs> <I just get laughs> it doesn't,
0: doesn't matter like, anymore. Well, like, sorry I mean, for that. um, thanks back, for, so cool <laughs> um, thanks for Thank coming. Thank you for having on. me. Sorry.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. We um, we were going to do an interview back in Jesus Christ. I think you were one of the first people of the of like the last year, um, that I was talking to.
2: Was it like was it the first of November or something like that? It was it was
0: it was very early on in the year anyway when Keith introduced me to you.
2: I
1: think so. Yeah, because I I remember and. Yeah, you're right there like you she she's
0: time got <laughs> Yeah, like Jesus I don't know. just for context, Keith is your manager, is that correct?
1: Yeah, Keith with him,
2: he's like massive with the promo and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely he's uh he's definitely giving me a good hand handout with all this and then I'm also with uh Lean Brown Management, but that's more for like your corporate gigs and stuff like that. So, but they would handle picture this and stuff too. So, all right, cool. Mixing between the two.
0: All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Sorry.
2: fever makes my eyes water.
0: Right, so I suppose just to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, for someone that so for someone that's never heard it, um, how would you kind of describe your music?
1: Oh. Um, I would say it's synth pop with uh, a dance beat. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, fair enough. Um, what's your kind of relationship with music like? When, like, um, did you come from a musical family? Like, how how did your how did you first start singing? And what's your whole relationship with music? Uh,
1: it's kind of a long
2: one. Um, it's in the family because my mother's father he would have been into music and played, and my granny, who's now ninety seven, she's turning ninety eight in July. Um, She was, she sung as well. And then my dad's side of the family, my grandmother, she won awards and everything. So there was music in the family, but no one kind of pursued it, pursued it. And then when I was about six, I got cast in the local school or local town production of like The Sound of Music. I was Gretel. And literally that was it. Like started like doing when I was a teenager, going into bands, musicals, all that kind of stuff. And then. When I went to college I studied a BA in English and geography and I also did was gigging in bands, writing, songs for your vision entries, all that kind of jazz. And I just it kept going and kept going and kept going. And then I took a career break there completely from teaching just to only do music full time and that's pretty much what I'm at now.
0: <laughs> all right. Actually I don't think we covered this. Where are you from, actually? Tipperary. Whereabouts?
1: Uh, Holy Cross between Thurles and Cashel.
0: All right, okay. Um, all right, nice. Um, so the first single that you released, um, you did some stuff with like Leo Dynamic One. I think, I think that was the first thing that came out before your own single was um, Baby Baby. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that was like he just had this idea, and he, we'd worked together like years ago, um, okay. on a hot press competition, and then he reached out again. And I had just come out of a girl band at the time and he asked me would I be interested in the track and just basically started working together. And now literally we've done how many songs, like even just doing like top line vocals for somebody for like a pitch and stuff like that. We work on all that kind of stuff together as well. All right. So it's kind of handy. And then while this situation is happening, I'm working on like new stuff as well that would be kind of your, it'd be similar kind of that synthy pop idea but it may be a little bit more alternative a bit darker so always kept writing I kind of I I mix between genres because I'm really influenced by different genres like I've listened to everything like from like heavy metal to country
1: to like pop rock like I mean I'm all over the place
0: and were songs kind of um, with your music have songs been written kind of in the past and only later on been recorded in studio, or do you kind of make it up as you go along? Forgive me if that's a poor explanation um, now, but I think
1: it's a bit mixed. Like for me, so for
2: example, with Leo, he'd have an idea for a melody or something, and he'd be like, Come into studio, and I go into studio with him, and then we'd start like writing lyrics, or he'd have an idea thematically, or for even for my own, just when I'm writing myself. I just get an idea and I I'd just start writing it down, and then it would go to production. But very much so, when you get to the production stage, you want to make sure that, um, like, you know exactly what you're going to be. Like, obviously, things will change when you're in studio, but you want to have a good, firm idea of what you're doing. You know, you're in studio, it's time, you've got to make sure that you're using it wisely. Yeah. So, fleshing out a song, making sure you understand what you're trying to do with it is really important. Very, very much so. But you, again, you do get ideas on the fly, like I won't fly.
0: And do you think that your music changes a lot um from from initially like been written um to been released? Or do you think it doesn't change that much? Um
1: it kinda that really kind of depends on the on the song. Yeah
2: because like I'll give you an example I I work with Fergal Canterbury as well like he's an amazing guitarist and for example like I'd have an idea for a song and I would think okay this sounds kind of poppy and he's like I'm getting a blues vibe off this so everyone's ear is kind of slightly different if Mm -hmm. you get me
1: yeah
2: so and sometimes when you're in production those influences will come in like I mean when I look at how we did Hello um with leo like leo would like basically be my music big brother
0: <laughs> right okay sense. someone it's to like, like look up to leo, kind of thing
2: he's pretty much and has your back like like he's come to some of my gigs i mean like he had like he has my back like there's been situations um where literally i know well that if like like it's a, like he's a he's a massive fella. like he's six foot something Ex like all ireland champion boxer you know what <laughs> i mean like there's we were doing uh, kind of like promo stuff before and I remember um, a guy got a little kind of intense with me and he, he was like, he was kind of standing there almost like a bouncer. Jeez. So like I trust him like when I'm with him, like I, I, I trust him kind of like to to deal with situations yeah. like that way. But um, not that I couldn't handle it myself, but it was just, he is literally like my production. I'm not even kidding when I say that. Um so what would handle like on Hello, basically him and Haddle had this idea for a track and Leo, me and him were thinking of another song and he just said, look, take a listen, what do you think of it? And I was like, and it was the beat and stuff. And I was like, damn, that's catchy. And he was just like, so what would you think of working on it? And I was like, okay, cool. So literally that's how it came about. Like they had an idea. I came in and started writing lyrics and stuff. So it's kind of like we just mix together and I think and we all put our stamp on it It like the song did change I think because it became people's vision not just one person's vision but I think the general aesthetic of it was still uh, what they wanted if you get my drift
0: Mm -hmm. Um, who would you and Leo kind of look to for inspiration is there any particular bands or artists that kind of stick out in your mind
2: Oh God. So I know Leo is massively like into the likes of like Stevie O'Keefe. Um, Like Avicii, God rest him. Um, like Calvin Harris. Like he's signed to the same label as Calvin Harris. Like, um, for me uh, and for what like I would do, like even like some of the other stuff that hasn't come out yet, I'd be massively influenced by the likes of like Halsey, um, okay. Lorraine. She won the Eurovision a few years ago. Um, mm she's like amazing, like sweet mother of God, like that woman can sing anything. It's crazy. Like just, I think if I met her, I'd probably like collapse. I just think she's amazing. Um, And also in America called Paris P V R S, and they're kind of alt rock and they're just epic. Like how more people don't know about them, I don't know. And then I suppose in 1975, so I'm quite mixed. They would be kind of my four main influences musically and what i would look up to and try to emulate.
0: Okay. Um so just to kind of use like um i suppose we can call white lies your first single. Um would you agree with that?
1: <laughs> yeah, i say so, yeah.
0: <laughs> um so i suppose, and what was the process? Like what was the process like um did working with Leo help really help with that? And um what was the whole process like behind and um, releasing that is like a first single, we'll call it.
1: I learned so much from that, like what you should do, what you shouldn't do when you yeah. release. Like,
2: I mean, when you first start out, you really don't have a clue how to get your stuff heard or get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, that was a massive learning curve. Like, I mean, the process of it was like, looked at the track um emotionally like when we were listening to it like we you could hear like an idea of a story for a video so organizing a music video um basically end up doing like production on it like end up coming in as a producer and that was like another thing i completely learned like if you're going to be an independent artist you're going to have to know nearly every facet you can possibly know yeah. and what you're going to do um and it's it like it taught me so much like i mean I remember I wrote my mom in. Oh, sorry, I wrote my mom okay. in to helping me to like make sandwiches and food for all the casts and stuff like that. So and everyone on crew, <laughs> um, and then getting locations and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then even like when you're reaching out to radio stations, when you're reaching out to people like yourself, it's even like finding people. And then when you find someone, it's like, oh no, sorry, I don't work there anymore. I'm over here. And <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay, you know, so it's all so new with the start and I have to say like Keith has been unbelievable in supporting me with this. I mean, he, he came on board for forever and it's really like me and him like, God, we weren't expecting this to get picked up like it did. And now, with hello, it's the same thing. And we're both like, but he, he knows people he's like spent so long building those relationships. Um, and he's taught me so much about that, that I didn't know before. Um, and even with context I have made over the years, it's like you, you build a rapport because your first track, unless you've got a massive machine behind you, it's very, very yeah. hard because you're, you're you're feeling your way. With each track, I'm kind of getting understanding. And like, for example, I would trust Keith wholeheartedly. Like, I, like here's access to everything. You tell me what you want to do with it. Like, literally, this is like go do do what you know like and then you learn who you can trust and who you can't um even for advice like Leo would have been through this as well and he like he'd give me advice of who should go who I should go to who I shouldn't it's just making the music is is hard and it's difficult at times but it's getting it heard is nearly harder altogether
0: Hmm.
2: you know
0: you're kind of putting on a lot of different hats if that makes sense you've got to
2: like make yeah, that's it. Like, like you, you learn so much, but it's it's even just building those relationships with people. Like, even Alan Core, who does RT Entertainment. Like, now, because of the previous track, because I kind of have built a bit of a relationship with him, he's like, yeah, fire on the stuff, cool, do you know? Yeah. Like, three years ago, I didn't think that was going to happen, do you know, that kind of a way. But, you know, slow and steady. And I think, because, like, a few people were saying, you kind of, I suppose... You just like every everyone's just trying to do the. Same. Even other artists, like friends of mine, like you support each other, and if you know something, you let them know because mm. it's hard enough as it stands. Like so, try try at least to be helpful. Don't try and stand in somebody's way. Like, and I've seen that happen actually at different points, not with me directly, but with other people. And it's just like, it's hard enough. Like, just try and help each other. Don't try and yeah. hinder
1: each
0: other. So it's so it's about. Mm-hmm. So, it's about who you know at the end of the day.
1: Um, no, it's a, it's a mix. Yeah. Really
2: and truly, if you have a good song, it will get heard, but mm. I do think you have to be willing to put in the grunt work to get it heard. Like, no one's gonna, like, now it happens rarely, but it, and I know it does happen, like magically someone's gonna come across and find your song, you know? And you're going yeah. like, oh my God, that's it, you know? And that's, but I think the majority of people, especially like, like, you have to graft at it. You have got to push, 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 push. And you've got to put in the time. You've got to put out the content, you know, get people engaged, get people interested in what you're doing. Like you don't build up fans and you don't build up supporters without doing that. Um, And I think it really comes down to like uh, an awful lot of work ethic as well. But then, you know, if you have a big machine behind you, it's a different ballgame. But again, you're not completely autonomous in what you decide and what you Mm -hmm. don't decide to do. Sometimes you're beholden to somebody else. At least when you're independent. Oh, I don't really feel that that's my my thing. You
1: can kind of, you can say that and move out. It's not like someone's going to go, you have to. Yeah. It's kind of catch 22, really. You know Yeah,
0: so like you know, um having other people and getting help from other people, it's not like maybe it's not the whole picture, but it's definitely a factor.
2: Yeah, that's it. And it's I think if you genuinely love what you do, like how to explain it, it's like my a friend of mine actually said this to me a year ago when I told her I was just like that's it, I'm just gonna do the music full time. She
1: was she actually said look, I love, like she was, I enjoy my job and I'm successful. Passion. I don't feel what you feel when I'm doing something. Yeah. And when she said it to me, I was like,
2: God, she was like, I would love to know what that's like to be that passionate about something that I'm doing. Like, I was like, I even said to her, would you maybe go to a life coach and figure out what you're (laughs) really passionate about? Like when I sing, when I'm up on stage, when I when I perform, I feel I'm most myself in those situations, and I'm
1: most content. Like, I could be having the crappiest day ever, but when I just, I'm good. Like, some people meditate,
2: yeah. I sing, and that makes me so happy. Like, even writing a song, you kind of go through things and it's a way of dealing with it. It's very therapeutic. And then when you hear your song and you create and you see the end thing, you're like, that's my baby. like, that's my song like there's a certain fulfillment even if no one ever sees it for the light of day there is something really I suppose fulfilling about the process
0: yeah like um, it's about the journey like it's about the journey more so than the destination it might sound cliche but is that something you'd agree with
2: it's true
0: oh yeah, massively
2: so when it comes to music you do because you love it genuinely yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I suppose, um, the new, the new single, um, hello, um, what's the kind of story behind it? Is there, is there really a story behind it or, um, the process of I it. recording <laughs> it? I suppose just tell us all about it. <laughs>
1: Basically. So, uh, so when you hear the song, it's like,
2: it sounds real kind of happy you know yeah. like oh yeah it's all fine. and the beat sounds happy but the lyrics are kind of the opposite it's it's a bit like when you're really really into somebody and you're mad about them but they kind of just leave you hanging all the time Okay, and you'll kind of take what you can get a little bit you're like
1: I'm mad about them okay I'll take what I can get but you kind of know the whole relationship the whole kind of
2: sitting there like an aegis but it kind of can't help it because you're just too far in
0: yeah i get
2: it you know do you know like it's that thing of you know when someone ghosts somebody and you're like why did he ghost me and then all of a sudden like, <laughs> oh, they messaged me you know <laughs> and you're like you know in your head okay do not like do not fall for and you're like damn it i me. texting
0: <laughs> <Do> you know <laughs> yeah that's very good so, Um
1: that's kind of the idea
0: so do you think that um experience from past from past tracks um has helped do you think like your style has changed at all in the past few years?
1: sorry, that broke up
2: a tiny little bit Do you mean what happened in the last track? Has it changed from last year
0: yeah do you mean yeah do you think your style has changed at all
1: um I think so. I think
2: it's kind of. It's quite commercial, but I think it's 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 a little bit darker, and it's probably going to go a little bit more that way. I would say. Okay. Um, I think the general thing is that if you're not someone for the lyrics, you're going to find something in the beat, and if you're someone who's like me and you read into the lyrics, then you're going to find your part. I think it kind of gives a little bit to everybody, yeah, in some degree, cause, um someone said like, God, I'd like, this is kind of like a workout, you. And I was just like, <laughs> in my head, and I was there kind of going, that's one way of looking at it. it was, you know, depending, like, if, like, I think there's something kind of for everyone. Like, there is a remix coming out of the track. I haven't fully decided, but I'm thinking probably in June.
1: My own track, but like, literally, it, the Blue Bottle did an unbelievable remix of this track. And I'm like, totally could
2: work out to it. Do you know, like, yeah. as in you know, on the treadmill, and you're like, I got to push it, it's, it, he's done some job on this, like, I was like, damn, is that
1: actually mine, do you know, that kind of a way.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely something to look forward to, but, um, you, like, you, you do a lot outside of your own, um, recording, um, you're a vocal coach, and, um, a wedding singer, so can you tell, can, can you tell us <laughs> a little bit about those?
1: Um,
2: Yeah, so like I would be in a two-piece band, a four-piece band, and a 16-piece big band. Okay. And uh, then I also do the vocal coaching. So, um, like I said, I qualified as a teacher with English and Geography. And then about a few years ago, I went back studying vocals because I was already doing so much music, and it was kind of, I found with students, the music deal with things it's very therapeutic at yeah. times so I kind of went into it then more full-time and I've noticed that students when they feel supported with you and they feel that they can be honest about how they're feeling like I'd have students what's up and they're like that's oh, kind of like mm, really and they're like then they just let loose they tell you what's going on and then they sing so much better because they feel safe and they're able to express their voice and they don't feel as constricted because they're not carrying that tension in the same way. So I think Mind is excellent for that. For the bands and stuff, obviously with the whole coronavirus thing, mm.
1: um,
2: that kind of stuff is all stopped. And I miss it so much. I miss kicking so much. It's not <laughs> even funny. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, what do I do with the weekend now? I don't I don't like this game. <laughs> but um I do miss it terribly but it is actually just like I don't drink I don't smoke I don't do anything like my thing is getting up on stage and singing and I'm most most happy so like I mean I miss the two piece and the four piece We're like I miss like jamming out at gigs and we we were like doing all sorts I mean the big band we played things like the Rosa Turley I mean last year I was doing the Dome and that's the second year. And it was class, like, you're just like, everyone's in gowns and they all look amazing. And it's just, oh, so cool.
0: Love it. Miss you, it. You mentioned the girl band there earlier on. Can you, can you explain a bit more about that one?
1: Mm. Uh Yeah, so I'm...
2: Um, they kind of came one after the other, funny enough. I was in one girl band and it was kind of an urban kind of a thing. Mm. Um, but I, I'm not sure something happened with the management and stuff, and it kind of just fell away. Okay. And then the next girl band I was in was rude, and um, basically it was kind of a jazzy kind of R&B girl band. And what happened was, from what after I, I I know that there was like I think five members, and then two members had decided to leave. Uh, so I I went and so I auditioned, and basically me and another girl got cast for the band and then the day i think two weeks later we were shooting a music video and the day we were shooting the music video i found out that one the girl the other girl she was like she couldn't do it anymore so we're there shooting the video and i suddenly was learning new lines
1: of the <laughs> songs
2: on on the shoot and i was like
1: ah you know but you just get thrown in and you gotta either do it or don't um so when they had spotlights and I was in leather all leather, like leather shorts, leather jacket leather (laughs) leather boots, I was like oh my god and I was
2: sweating from that but I was sweating from the pressure of having to like suddenly go what's the line, crap the camera's on me you know, know, this kind of a thing Yeah. so you know, baptism by fire and I remember I was in that and you know, we got good airplay we did a launch in Lily's Bordello at the time Um, and it was just because you're a four piece as well unique because you're a girl band you do also have to have your dancer teams thankfully now I just can get up and do my own funky chicken dance if I feel like (laughs) doing it but you had to like you had to very much so sync up with each other very much so lean on one another um and that like like when it came to promotion and stuff we all had to go promote material yeah do you know that kind of a thing so I remember one of the things we did was at uh, Raw Awareness, we ran the mini marathon and we, we literally make up. We're like, Oh, probably have to because like we're a girl band. So there we were running the marathon with like full face makeup, <laughs> you know, but it just, that kind of just basically one of the girls decided to leave because she went into a band with her younger sister and uh, one of the other girls I, she went more into fitness and one of the other girls went more into acting and I kind of like Maeve I stayed more in the music lane so mm. just kind of the way it is like she's in a band Karen with her sister it's her second okay. name and they're doing um kind of the rad kind of vibe yeah and they're doing great at that so it's just like you know like I think girl bands can be hard to maintain because I suppose you you're all different personalities depending mm. like I remember Maeve saying to me she was oh bloody hell you're like our little rocker like I come in and my <laughs> vocals are kind of rock vocals because you don't really hear it on hello and that but like I kind of have a big belt register um and like literally I remember her saying oh
1: damn where'd that come from do you know that kind of a thing because I'm three, four ish holding on to it
0: um so do you think it was like a new experience kind of going and recording um essentially by yourself from going from being in having so much experience in the gutter bands
1: um
2: yeah it's definitely different because you're kind of you very much will have to find what your sound is how you work with people and you also have to find people that kind of believe in what you do
1: like you'll meet people like no you're great but they don't really kind of invest in what you do and see value in it because mm. you know, then they have a belief and that's so so important. Like
2: when I first went solo, I remember uh Colin Sexton, he's uh in charge of like Cine Techs like they're filming and they needed like an actress or something and basically he was a musician, like he ran Wooden Middle Lane studios and everything and stuff like that and end up hearing me sing and he was just like like, he completely invested in what I was doing. Classic voice, and you need to, like, you need to get your stuff out there. So it is hard at first because you are on your own. You are trying to figure out how to get from A to B. Yeah. Um. But once you kind of get the initial ideas out there, you start, You like, it took me a while to find people who, you know, I was most comfortable working with because you're mm. not going to work with everybody. But... You know it, it takes it takes a bit of time, uh, but I think you have to be patient with yourself as well when you're doing it, and trying to achieve because a lot like it's happened to me in America, a good bit like someone will be like, "Oh, you should do this, and you'd be more so to this, and you look like you do this, you know that's kind of a yeah. big way. you have to kind of know what you are very much so because every like look, don't get me wrong. It's totally fine, everyone has an opinion, but don't let that opinion become what you are because you won't be happy singing something that you don't want to sing.
0: That's true, that's true. So I suppose kind of sticking on that theme of um you know being in control of your own music and your own vision, like what are your kind of plans going forward, kind of medium to long term? I know that obviously the whole lockdown has probably made and imp- has probably put an imp- had an impact on that. But um what are your plans kind of going forward? Well, before this was happening, it was like I was
2: heading over to LA, so it was oh. like, mm, I'm not going there now. Um but what's what I'm hoping is over the next two, three months is to get a full EP ready to go. Um uh, yeah. to release the singles of that. Um shooting a music video sh well to shoot two music videos as well. Um and they need to be, get got off the ground promo, and the whole idea would be to hopefully get the other singles out, and possibly do you know, some like showcases, and some little shows around the country, and stuff like that, and maybe bring it further abroad, like I was hoping to you know, do a few gigs in Portugal, and Spain, and some in America, and LA, and stuff like that And that would kind
1: of be well step. would be to head over yeah. there, and and get the music out there as well.
0: Okay, so ambitious definitely.
2: Yeah, but I like gigging. So yeah, I can't so... really do it at the moment. And maybe if we can do like small little intimate gigs, so I can still get back to
0: it. Yeah, it's it's something, definitely. Um Right, well we're just about out of time. Um just before we finish off, um if people want to hear more, where should they look?
2: Um well on Facebook it's uh, Mike and Music um one, Micah was gone. Uh, Twitter. Okay. I'm up there as well, and my official page is uh, Micah. Uh, was it I E And then on Spotify, I'm down there as well. Literally, if you search like Micah and Hello, I pop up. So I'm on. I'm on all the socials anyway, and I I won't lie, I would be more Instagram orientated. Right. Okay. I used to be Facebook, but. Nah,
1: no, don't get me wrong. I am on TikTok as well, but I'm still not. Like, I don't know how some people do some of the shots. And I'm like, <laughs> what?
2: Like, I'm literally like, I can figure out Instagram, but I still have not totally got to grips with TikTok. I am on it, but I just haven't figured the damn thing out properly. So mm-hmm. maybe in about a month, I'll have a better idea of what I'm at on that thing. Um, but no, it's I'm on all the socials. And like, I mean, people have even messaged me just saying hey would you think about doing this cover song and I was like cool all right cool I'll fire it up and I love that because you know people are engaging they're interested like for them and stuff like that and people were all logging on and stuff so on the socials it's great because you get some kind of interaction with an audience so close I can get to a gig for now
0: yeah it's it's again it's definitely better than nothing to say the least Um, right well thanks a million well this has been Micah it's been a pleasure to talk to you today
1: thank you so much for having me really appreciate it
0: thank you bye
1: thanks bye